0: This is The Drive with Josh Graham Podcast. Tune into The Drive 3 until 6 p.m. weekdays on the Sports Hub. I love it.
1: It's brilliant.
2: I know many of you come to this place for the circus and for the fun and to get away from work and whatever you may be dealing with in your life. I know we've got college football tonight, and we'll certainly get to that in a second. But one of the saddest triad sports stories I can remember in the last two decades just got a little bit sadder today. The teenager who killed Chris Paul's grandfather all those years ago was stabbed to death in a Food Lion parking lot last night. Now, your first reaction to this might be good riddance. Or to dismiss anybody who takes another human life. And that's understandable. I'm not gonna say that sentiment is not legitimate. However, let's not forget that Daryl Brayboy was fifteen years old when he and four other teenagers were arrested. This is all heartbreaking. There's nothing positive you take away from this story and I'm somebody who probably isn't the best reference point on what things were like when this happened in 2002. At the time, I was living just outside the city of Wake Forest rather than Winston-Salem and adjacent to Wake Forest University like I am right now. Desmond, you were at UNC Greensboro probably when this was happening in November of 2002. Do I have that right?
0: Yes, I was a junior at UNCG uh, and I was actually living in Greensboro at the time. Do
2: you remember how big it was around here? Because being just outside the triangle, it was something back that I remember was massive. And it wasn't just regionally. It was nationally too. Because it's all tied up in one of the premier players to ever live in this area. And one of the premier athletes who's still going right now in Chris Paul. When people think sports around here... They think basketball, and specifically college basketball, and Chris Paul just might be the very best one to come from here.
0: Um, yes, I, I, my recollection of it from back then in 2002 was that the community, Winston-Salem in particular, was very hurt uh, by the suddenness of it. Not so much because it was Chris Paul's grandfather, but to be honest, at the time, Chris Paul's grandfather was more well known in the in the Winston Salem area than Chris Paul. He made ran been.
2: a service shop, yeah. I understand it. Keep the timeline yeah. the timeline as I remember it. In two thousand two. CP three, he signs a letter of intent to go to Wake Forest, and it's the excellent feel good story that everybody wanted. The kid who grew up in Clemens is going to play for Wake Forest as a five star player. At a school that very rarely lands five-star talents, even though they've had Tim Duncan and many other great players come across into the program. Skip Prosser, he got CP3 to come to Wake Forest. It was a feel-good story until it wasn't. The day after was when this happened. Nathaniel Jones was his name, 61 years old. And he was killed at 61. Five days later, you might just remember it, and it's been mythologized, I think, a lot it's probably going to be the story that people in this county or in Forsyth County talk about for decades on end pretending or saying that they were in that gym. In the gym the night in 2002, Chris Paul, late in the game with less than two minutes left to go, scores a basket with a foul, and he knows he has 61 points and decides to intentionally miss the free throw as a tribute to his 61 year old grandfather, who was murdered just day before, uh, days before, it is amazing how some of the best memories we have, some of the most meaningful, I should probably say, memories we have in sports, often are spawned from tragedy. When you think about George Bush throwing the pitch in the after uh, 9/11 and that World Series and the feeling around here when that happened, that's something that sticks out and around here that Chris Paul story is something we're talking about in 2019 because of how good of a player he ended up being sure but also what he did five nights after the tragedy and it lining up with 61 points and that kind of athletic performance
0: yeah it was a lot of raw emotion um, attached to that week of course because again there were a lot of people in the community that were very very close to Nathaniel Jones who was uh, Chris Paul's grandfather he went out of his way to help a lot of people in the neighborhood and surrounding areas. He was very well known here in the community. And uh, Chris Paul, I mean, he's a part owner of the Dash. He's still a very vital he part is of somebody,
2: And the Winston-Salem Journal's done an excellent job reporting this story. It's something that is still developing as we speak. Apparently, they don't have anybody uh, as a suspect at the moment. They're still trying to track that down. Police in Winston-Salem are. This happened... Where? Walkertown Road no, uh, and Food
0: Lion? It was uh, It's the Food Lion Shopping Center off of New, uh, New Walkertown Road. It's in Winston-Salem. Man, I, I right drive off, past uh, that once or twice a week. I'm in that parking lot every weekend, it's I crazy. believe. Yeah. Uh, so
2: that's something that's happening as we speak. And I'm sorry we start things off on such a sour note, but it just had me thinking about regionally and, heck, even nationally, things that happened around here, just how big that story was. 16 years ago. Tonight, we have Clemson and Georgia Tech. ACC Network, 8 o'clock. We're going to be hanging out after the show at Kickback Jacks, I guess around 7 o'clock, because I'll be there watching Panthers, Steelers, preseason game number four, and there's other college football being played aside from this game featuring the number one Tigers and what many people believe to be the worst team in the ACC Jeff Collins taking over for Paul Johnson and Georgia Tech. So feel free to come out. Say hello. We're going to be giving away a pair of tickets to North Carolina Wake Forest in a couple of weeks, that Friday night game on February, uh, on September the 13th. We're going to be giving away a couple of tickets to that. Also, we will have a couple of Kickback Jacks gift cards that you can win as well. So we have a lot of fun in store for you. It's something we wanted to do because every single time we did live shows out on location – I never really get an opportunity to meet many of the listeners. And that's every time we go out there, there's always one, two, three, four, five different people who come out saying, Hey, we listen to the show every day and Just want to talk sports, quite frankly, and there just isn't time allotted for that when we're doing the show live on location. So we thought this would be a neat idea. It's a watch party for Clemson, Georgia Tech, but also the Carolina Panthers are going to be facing the Pittsburgh Steelers, too, and there's going to be other college football on as well. So it's the new Garden Road location, Kickback Jacks. We hope to see you a little bit later on tonight. I'm looking at the point spread, and it says 37 points still for Georgia Tech and Clemson. Clemson is a 37-point favorite over the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. This isn't a hot take. It shouldn't be a hot take because this is Power 5 football. It's ACC football. But I don't think Georgia Tech is going to lose by more than 37 points. I'm on Georgia Tech tonight. Friday, I give away my picks. And my picks were very strong last year against the spread. But here's a free one. Georgia Tech plus 37 tonight. Clemson, they very well might be the best team in America. I'm not going to dispute that. Georgia Tech, they might be the worst team in the ACC. But it's game one. There's no preseason in college football. We saw this last weekend. Miami had a new coach. Miami's working in a new quarterback. Florida had all the returning talent. Continuity with Dan Mullen going into year two. They're the top 10-ranked team in the country, and it's just a slop fest. It's sloppy, and Miami's hanging in the football game, and they probably should have won the football game. Now, Miami has a lot more talent than Georgia Tech does, but by principle, 37 points in the Power 5, it seems like a lot for Week 1. Georgia Tech still has some good players on the roster, players who stuck around from last year. Georgia Tech was 7-5 and five in the regular season a year ago. Now it's a different scheme, it's a different head coach. That's the reason why everybody's down on Georgia Tech. Wait, you're running the triple option and now you expect these players to run a different kind of offense altogether and still have success? Pass on that. These are still good football players, right? We saw players coming out of Georgia Tech and have great pro careers despite playing in the triple option. Stephen Hill was okay at wide receiver just a few years ago. Calvin Johnson is the prime example of this. They, they produced decent wide receivers out of the, the, the system, so I'm not convinced just because you're playing in the triple option doesn't mean you can't play a different kind of offense. Now, Clemson is an incredible football team, but 80 or so of the players are underclassmen. They lost 36 lettermen from last year. Those players who are still on the roster, those 80 or so underclassmen, they are still immensely talented players, just an experience, which means if Clemson's going to lose this year in the regular season, it's got to happen weeks two or three. Texas A&M coming in. Maybe you knocked them off the D-line, hasn't quite figured it out, and maybe Kelly Mond can have some success. Syracuse in week three, Syracuse bringing a lot back. If it's not one of those two games, Clemson's going to run the table in the regular season. But early on, there's a chance the guys aren't as sharp. And if the reserves are in and it's a blowout, I think that's where Georgia Tech can maybe get a few scores and backdoor cover this sucker. Georgia Tech plus 37 tonight. Book it. Your thoughts are welcome. 336-777-1600 on Twitter at Sports Hub Triad. Joe Weil is going to be with us on today's show, which means it's the last time we're going to have Joe on this season. Last week of Winston-Salem-Baseball. So get in your movie lines now on Twitter at Sports Hub Triad. Send those in. Will in Winston-Salem has a thought on this Chris Paul grandfather story that has a sad development today with one of the kids involved in the murdering of Nathaniel Jones uh, being murdered himself, stabbed in a parking lot last night. Will, what do you have for us?
0: Yeah, man, I grew up uh, in the neighborhood of Carver Road. and Mr. Jones, that's what we call Chris Paul Granddaddy, uh,
2: his shop was at the corner of New Town Road and Carver Road, and he worked on practically our whole neighborhood cars. If he didn't have the money, then he would say, I'll fix it in way, just come back and get it. And I was a, I was a pretty decent athlete at Carver, and he had all my stats and any pictures that was in the newspaper up in the shop. And before I went to NC State to play football, he gave me a check for $1,000. And, uh, I mean, it just broke my heart when I heard what happened to him. Uh, but like he, uh, they said, he was more popular than Chris Paul was in the city because of his heart. But uh, I, I appreciate y'all bringing it up, and I uh, love the show. Hey, thank you so much for listening, Will. Appreciate you sharing your thoughts today. The Drive brought to you in part by our friends at Pie Guys Pizza and more. Try the Graham Slam pizza. You guys know the deal if you've been listening any period of time, like Will has apparently. Try the Graham Slam with the Texas Pete base, chicken and bacon on top. It's delicious. Or they have many other options, depending on what you like with pizza. Stan Cotton, the voice of the Deeks, was handed hanging out in studio just a few weeks ago. And he took one bite of the Graham's lamb and said it was too hot. But then again, he thinks Texas Pete is too hot. So there's a lot of other options. Stan, he is a Stan for Pie Guys Pizza, and he <laughs> makes it known. But not just, just not about the hot stuff.
0: It's not really. I don't want to scare the listeners. It's not right. like a, one of these Diablo, super spicy type of joints.
2: Albeit if I had my choice. Oh,
0: it'd be on. Yeah. We'd, yeah. Yeah. We'd make that happen.
2: But I don't. They're still trying <laughs> to sell this thing. And apparently they do sell a lot of it so order online pieguys.com located in the kinnaman village commons right off of lewisville clemens road coming up three things to watch for tonight in college football that have nothing to do with clemson this is the drive
0: come on let's go you're on the drive with josh graham the sports, sports hub. hub at am 600 am 920 <laughs>
2: We're sharing with Darren Vaught from the David Glenn Show. Darren, I want you to tell me which of these popular sports topics matters least. Preseason football, the draft combine, college football AP poll, or the
1: NBA regular season. Which one matters least? Uh, Man, this is tough because there's really only one that's... It does matter much? Which one um, matters? The NBA regular season does. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it does. No, I'm sorry. And of sport, course it does.
2: That's sp- in that sport. No, it doesn't. It certainly does not matter. And the games played so differently in the playoffs than it is the regular season. That the games that are played in the regular season that the teams are good, it doesn't often translate to the postseason. When you look at say. The Raptors, before Kawhi Leonard arrived, all those years that they were number one and number two in the East, and the Milwaukee Bucks learning very quickly that games are played differently, and the Houston Rockets seemingly every year learning that the games play differently when they go to the playoffs. But there
1: are always injuries that impact the playoffs. Same thing for preseason football. I mean but are there always I, I don't know about always yeah, sometimes there are and it stinks for teams but I mean there there are very very rare occasions in NFL preseason football where an injury like changes the complexion of the season at large.
2: Okay, so if you take NBA regular season off the board then you you leave college football AP poll, the draft combine and preseason football which of these things? all of which are drummed up, which one matters least, carries the least amount of substance?
1: I I hate the, the amount of attention that we give the draft combine, but I see its utility. I think I'm going to go with preseason football because the AP, again, with the top 25 in similar fashion, I-, I hate how it's used, but it is used. And preseason football is just is just worthless.
2: It is. It's on the Mount Rushmore of popular sports topics that simply doesn't matter. The NFL is king. August is a content wasteland. And when you look at what we cover during preseason camp, the big stories, most of them aren't stories in September. Most holdouts get resolved. All this stuff with Zeke Elliott, you still see guys like Jay Glazer putting up on The Athletic today that he still expects him to play week one. And the Cowboys still believe that too. So most holdouts get resolved, don't matter much. There are exceptions like Le'Veon Bell last year. Most injuries, as you mentioned, don't really happen much in the games as much as they do in practice. And most of the players who play in preseason, they aren't going to be major contributors in the regular season. So I might say preseason football, but man, The draft combine is completely useless, and it might be the bane of my existence.
1: I think the coverage of it is even more useless because we get one step further away from its actual purpose, right? I mean, scouts, if scouts are doing their jobs, they're not talking about the same stuff that we're talking about coming out of a combine. Like, hopefully, hopefully they know more about how to evaluate a player at a, at a draft combine than we do. So they're they're digging a little bit deeper than than forty times or stupid stuff like that that we analyze until until something else comes along that does matter that we can talk about. So again, I, I see its purpose, but in an indirect way, the way we use it is way dumber than it's than it's actually used, hopefully. Joe again.
2: Wiles Final appearance this year will be in just a little bit. The voice of the Winston-Salem Dash will take movie lines from you, the audience, that you can send in on Twitter at Sports Hub Triad. Speaking of movies, Darren texted me this last night. I'm looking at my phone. I'll read you verbatim what Darren texted me. Can I get self-esteem by the offspring (laughs) as a bump?
1: Appreciate that, guys. Heard that on the way in.
2: And we're absolutely sharing about Pretty Woman. It's a crime. You'd never seen it, but I'm glad you did. Last (laughs) night, I watched Pretty Woman for the first time. It's a movie that was my mom's favorite movie. It still might be my mom's favorite movie. And now I see why. So many times in my childhood, she quoted things from this movie that I now am realizing are (laughs) quotes from Pretty Woman today. So today is a pretty big day in my life. Why is this a big deal to you?
1: It's one of the great love stories of our time. And I'm not going to lie, Josh. It might be. It might be. Whoa. And I I I get into a Dicky V mode sometimes where I'll I'll be like it's it's what sports radio, a life in sports radio has done to me. I'm I'm like constantly anything that I encounter in life, it has to be a top 5 or a top 10. Say I have the to tank. I, I have to rank it. I have to rank it, Say right? the take. Pretty woman might be top 10 for me. Film of all time.
2: Hold one sec. I thought he was gonna actually come up with something hot. It
1: might be. No, you don't no, want no, to no. deliver the
2: take right. He it went, might be a might. I'm
1: not here to deliver takes. I'm here to <laughs> to, to qualify why I say things the way I do in in the form of maybe top ten, maybe not top ten, and then
0: say it. What Wait, you did not promise it take. You said top 10 movie of all time, like all genres, like everything.
1: Yeah, no, sorry, dude. I don't lump myself into like the superhero <laughs> camp, and that occupies my yeah. top 30. That is nerds.
0: Because we're nerds.
1: Because it's an oversaturated market. Boom.
0: <laughs> I, sorry. I can't judge you. I said Big Trouble in Little China was the best movie of all time, like just earlier this week. So, Damn. yeah. <laughs> right. Do what you got to do, man. <laughs>
2: uh, Julia Rob, see, do you want a few observations from somebody who just I watched would love the, your observations Pretty Woman for the first time? Julia Roberts is magic. That's she what is. she is. I mean, she is. She, there are two women I've ever watched on screen, and then just immediately fell in love with them watching a movie. And Julia Roberts in this movie is one of those. And the she's other, a
1: prostitute. Like that's she is, incredible. She is a with
2: prostitute the, with a heart movie. of gold. With a heart, right. heart of yeah! gold. of gold. Yeah. Let's not forget that.
1: But like, how how they made us fall in love with Julia Roberts upon watching this film? We've all been there. It's incredible. We've all been where? <laughs> <laughs> where is that again? I think
2: T-Pain once wrote a song about
1: that. Um,
2: I don't know if this movie gets made in 2019. If the if it does, it's probably going to be a lot darker, like sinister, and probably doesn't have the happy ending of.
1: Spoiler alert. Siri, open voice memos app. Richard, uh, Richard idea, Geer. idea, Pretty Woman remake. That's in the that's <laughs> in the hopper Gear for later in my life. Coming guys. up.
2: The, the fire escape to save the day as the knight in shining armor. The other woman that did this for me is Kiara Knightley. I believe both Julia Roberts and Kiara Knightley's smiles can cure diseases. I believe that.
0: Yeah. I, uh, when was the last time you uh, met a Vivian? Wow. Are we making Vivians anymore? I don't think we are. I, I don't just... think we're making Franks either. Maybe
2: I was not. talking about this with someone the other week. Vivian. What other names are we not making anymore? This is great, Sharon. Edna.
0: Oh, that's a good one.
2: We're, uh-uh. Nobody's having a kid and saying Edna.
1: <laughs> Gertrude, <laughs> Beatrice. Ooh. Why? Are I we mean, we can go way back names. on these. I, I
2: don't know. What are the guys' name? Are we still making Riches? Hmm. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No. See, short any, Richard, anything, yeah, anything richer, super yeah.
1: simple or or like biblical. That I mean, Rich is a way to shorten Richard. There are plenty of Richards around.
2: Three three six seven 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 one six hundred. What names are we not using anymore?
0: I'm still kinda of amazed that you guys have just now found Pretty Woman, a movie well, that came out in nineteen. It's just me. No, it's, <laughs> it's just, come me. On, it's just Des, I've okay, been on okay. this
1: train for a long time, dude. <laughs> ah,
0: gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> he was telling uh, me at lunch and I was like I was really excited.
2: Really?
1: <laughs> Pretty it's well. an exciting moment. And
2: I also like It old might be the movies. best thing
1: that's happened to Josh this year. Like this calendar year.
2: Breakfast at Tiffany's <laughs> Is a movie I really like. So watching Breakfast at Tiffany's and then also them watching this movie and seeing the influences there, it's very cool. It really is. So I'm all in on Pretty Woman and Julia Roberts, a big fan of that. So I want to figure out other names, though, that we're not really using anymore. Like, are we still making Winston's?
0: Mm, Good old Winston. You know Winston down the block. Wilbur's? Winston. Wilbur... My, uh, Will,
1: Wilbur's an interesting one because there are plenty of Wills, William,
2: but are they short
1: for Wilbur? Yeah. My, uh, I've never
2: walked down the street. And that's like a, a pet Wilbur. Name.
1: Wilbur.
0: That's like the pet, like, uh, <laughs> pig. There's, I mean, there's Charlotte, the pig, right? obviously, yeah. but like, <laughs> you could name a dog Wilbur. My, uh, my wife, Jen is listening in the car and she contributed Earl and Mary.
2: Wow. We're making Mary's still, but Earl, that's Mary's are
0: still one.
1: around. Earl's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
2: Who's the most recent name? Like going back to Frank, name a Frank right now. That Like a
0: young Frank? No, no. A Frank or who's just, still at it right now. Frank.
2: There's only Frank Martin and that's it. Mm-hmm. I got I Frank haven't. Martin at South Carolina and that's it. I defy you to tell me another Frank that matters.
0: I'm literally scared to type in Frank, uh, famous Franks into Google. I don't know. what's going to come back. <laughs> Probably hot dogs, Des. Get your mind out of the gutter. I will get my mind out of it. Yeah.
2: Or hot sauce.
1: It's research. it's research. It's research. We're, we're going into the, uh, uh, the screenwriting business. Yeah, you are making get Sinatra, pretty Woman, too. That's You're going to get doing. older
0: ones. We got Frank Gore.
2: Oh, well, okay. I'm wrong. He's still out there. I'll just, I'll just take the L on that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's. Brent a good
2: tweets one. in Myrtle, Ethel, Donna, Fred, and Jim for men.
1: Fred and Jim. I
2: think Jim's going to make a comeback. There's a lot of basic people that only love The Office and watch that show. Ugh. So there's going to be a lot of gyms. gyms yeah, I gimmick, love The gimmick. Office,
1: but you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Right. The <laughs> Office it's super is basic. The
2: Office has become the cappuccino at Starbucks. That's what it's become.
1: Still haven't Which seen is up, tragic right? because Great show. As someone who watched the people it, that watch it when it was on TV and I don't look look, I don't watch shows that come on at a certain time on television. It's against my religion. I just don't do it. I don't let network TV run my life that way. Doug Gottlieb millennial over here. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I was a, I was one of those that watched The Office from the very get-go, and I was on board immediately. And call me a hipster for saying that, I was. I was on board immediately, loved The Office. I claimed like five years ago it was like my favorite comedy of, of a show, like s- sitcom comedy. I, I don't know what you would – Categorize it it as, but anyways, it's kind of a shame that it's become like the basic thing.
2: If a a funny thing that we should do. Shorts on. Yes, that right there. I'm sorry. I accidentally, (laughs) I accidentally hit the clip and then stopped it. Let me play that again.
0: Shorts on backwards. Shorts on backwards. That's Roy Williams (laughs)
2: describing Doug Gottlieb. Every time Doug Gottlieb's mentioned on this show, we definitely have to play this clip.
0: Shorts on backwards. Shorts on backwards. In
2: fact, scooter was something that we talked about yesterday. If somebody comes up to me tonight, pick back and calls me scooter, I'll give you a, I'll buy you a beer.
0: give open. But now
2: I'm also going to add shorts on backwards. If somebody says that to me, it's a, it's a key word
0: for you to get beverages. So this is going down tonight. Tonight. Shorts on backwards. Shorts on backwards.
2: Join us. Or a watch party, Clemson and Georgia Tech. Also, the Panthers preseason. It's the New Garden Road location in Greensboro. We're going to be throwing movie lines one last time this year at the voice of the Dash, Joe Weil. Send them in at Sports Hub Try it. It's next on The Drive.
0: Shorts on backwards. Shorts on backwards. Can we talk here? Can we talk here? Let's talk about... This is The Sports Hub at AM 600, AM 920. Now back to The Drive with Josh Graham.
2: An entire season has come to this. We are sharing with Darren Vaughn and looking for the Nickelback All-Stars of Major League Baseball. It's the best way we have to explain what it is we've been doing all year. It's been one of the most popular segments we've done on this show. We're not looking for the best players in Major League Baseball in the 2000s. When Nickelback was a popular band, even though they're not a good band. But we are looking for memorable, and Nickelback certainly is memorable. We need to figure out a template for what we're going to do here, or at least we need to set some ground rules for how this is going to go because I believe I want to put my team up up against the team that Darren (laughs) has put together. (laughs) We haven't talked about which players we're going to have, so there's a chance there could be overlap here all Though I hope there isn't. And I think Des, I think we I give you we we name each position one through nine, three outfielders, and a pitcher. Are we doing a designated hitter? Should we do the designated hitter? Yeah,
1: I feel like my designated hitter is very is and a DH, crucial, crucial right? to my success.
2: And a DH. And Des will tell us after each one which one's more nickelback.
0: <laughs> a lot okay. of responsibility. Right. Okay.
2: And then we could put it up on social media, and then let the audience decide themselves. All right, let's start with catcher. Darren, you want to go first?
1: I will happily go first. I, I think it's fitting that this guy this he might be a a top. See, I'm doing it again. He might be a top five nickelback of Major League Baseball of the Philadelphia Phillies, Mike Lieberthal.
2: <laughs> Okay. So you got Mike Lieberthal.
1: And I think I think we have the office to blame for the his bump in in nickel backness because he's Dwight Schrute's bobblehead. Mike Lieberthal's
2: for so long. good. I'm going to match your Mike Lieberthal with from the Atlanta Braves Johnny Estrada.
1: Ooh. Not bad. Man, we left some good ones on the – It's I had such a hard time. I agonized over these decisions.
2: I did, too. I have a piece of paper, and there's about eight names on each position. Yeah,
1: I've got a big board, and it's it's massive.
2: Right. Was Johnny Estrada on your big board? Because I don't have Mike Lieberthal on mine.
1: He was, but I also Javi had— Javi Lopez
2: and Brad Osmus I had written down.
1: Okay. I had—Lieberthal uh, was a close victory. Paul LaDuca was just a hair wow, behind him. Paul LaDuca.
2: Dez, where are you going? Where are you ruling? Mike Lieberthal, he added the office note in there. I got Braves catcher Johnny Estrada.
0: Well, kids, Lieberthal was a two-time all-star and a gold glove winner. Estrada was a one-time all-star and a silver slugger, but he also played for six teams during his career. I think I'm going to go with Estrada. Yes. I don't yes! Di- the, the
1: yes! he's not a he's not immortal in the form of Dwight Schrute's bobblehead. I yes! don't get I don't take get the logic here, Jess. Take Des. the L. am up one. Up. I'll take it. I'll take it. And, <laughs> and also
2: Johnny Bravo was big in the 2000s, and Johnny Estrada I mean, I'm all about guys named Johnny. Let's go to first base. <laughs> Do I'll we have Johnnies anymore?
1: We still have Johnnies, right? There's yeah, John's. we still have Johnnies.
2: Yeah, there. Doug Mankavitch.
1: <laughs> That's my first baseman too. Doug no! Mankavich. <laughs> it's a draw then. There was really no other way. Doug Mankavich. I'm glad that worked because i not my first his name. baseman.
0: I don't know how to spell his last name.
1: Let's so go to
2: second base. Darren, you go first.
1: Atlanta Brave Marcus Giles.
2: I've got Marcus Giles. Stop! Right now. No! Look at this photograph. <laughs> I didn't know if this was gonna happen, so I guess that's a draw on second base Damn too.
0: It. Did you guys just become best friends? Is I that think what so. Happened?
2: Shortstop.
1: <laughs> I know you don't have my shortstop.
2: Kansas City Royal Angel Baroa.
1: <laughs> oh oh on oh, hell. <laughs> Come on now.
2: On hell Baroa.
1: <laughs> yeah, I deserve to take the L. Whatever it is. I mispronounced his name. I have former Golden Spikes Award winner and Clemson Tiger. Absolute bust. Khalil Green.
2: Who's Khalil Green? Too obscure. That. I knew He's it supposed- would be too wow, obscure, but so I wanted him to play did my footstop. Did I win this one because no, of course he was too obscure?
1: Did. I I I submitted shortstop so that i could squeeze khalil green on my okay on my so roster. i i'm up two to nothing he already submitted so oh, wow can you do that
0: in this? You
1: now on hell is a is a great one <laughs> i just worried. wanted to, like when we list these on twitter i wanted to be able to say khalil I've green so that people would both, reply and be like i've got mm-hmm? a
0: feeling me and darren both have the same third base wait before i've you, got a feeling is someone keeping track of these before you i am two I'm okay 2-0. perfect all right guys we're We got this. hey. We have have our
1: teams written down. I've got a feeling
0: me
2: and Darren have the same third baseman. I really feel like we do here. There's no way. I'm so confident. I feel like we could say it at the same time. It'll be the same person.
1: I don't know. I feel like I initially thought of the guy that I think that you have, but I I chose differently. Never mind. So here we go. Never mind. Let's not do it at the
2: same time. (laughs) You start out. Who do you got?
1: Oakland Athletic, Eric Chavez. Stop, that's not who you have.
2: I'm going to match it with Seattle Mariner, Scott Spezio.
1: Scott Spezio. Scott Spezio looks like a member of Nickelback. So, all right, Spezio could have qualified for a number of different positions here.
2: Yeah, I I faced the same problem with Brandon Inge. Yeah. Hmm. So I bumped Brandon Inge out for... Scott All right, Spezio. so we'll just say we'll just say uh, Spezio's
1: on my big board, but he didn't come close to getting third base. Yeah,
2: I didn't have Chavez, even though that's a really good choice. So, uh, Dez, what do you think?
0: Well, Chavez only played third base. Spezio actually played first, second, and third.
2: Yep, just establish that.
0: Yeah, so uh, so we were you talking about. I was over here keep knee Des. deep in facts. Yeah,
2: so who are you taking? Useless. Who, who's facts. more Nickelback?
0: I'm gonna go with Chavez. actually. Yes, ah! of course you are. Ah! He seems like he accomplished less. Look at this photograph. <laughs> up two to one. Oh, wait, actually, well, actually, actually, uh, no actually, World Series. was a better he player. Up
2: he, two to one. He actually had six gold gloves. I'm still <laughs> up two to one on Darren, but we got to go to the outfield. In fact, we're just going to make this one category: three outfielders. I'm going to go three outfielders. You're going to go three outfielders, and we'll figure out which one's better. Okay. Here are my three outfielders: Andy Chavez, Aaron <laughs> Rowand and Xavier Nady.
1: That's not bad. I saw uh, the video of Rowan as a member of the Phillies running into the wall. Ran into His, the like, wall. His iconic catch. That's an bloodied, a-
2: and he was great for the Giants too. So Aaron Rowan there and Andy Chavez probably had one of the greatest postseason catches of the 2000s. They lost that NLCS to the Cardinals in 2006, but he had the catch at center field. Also, this is an aside, I wanted to make sure someone on my list played for the Montreal Expos and... Andy Chavez is the guy.
1: I um, I think I'm gonna murder you here.
0: <laughs> Whoa! Oh, wow. I think I am. <laughs> wow, bro. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> we have a very diverse outfield for this this team that I've compiled. <laughs> give good. me the outfielders. That's, that's great. Japanese hitting champion Matt Merton, formerly of the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, that's a good. Also one. Also a ginger. Yes, he is. Wait, he's Japanese? And what? No, he's not Japanese. He is the Japanese league. He oh, I We've okay. been over this, doc. Okay, We've been sorry. over this. Matt Merton's really good. Matt Merton. Coco Crisp. Wow. MVP. If we did a Nickelback's league, Damn. probably the MVP. Damn. <laughs> and my third outfielder, <laughs> who made number 99 cool be- before it became in vogue with Aaron Judge Amen in Ramirez. recent years. So to Gucci. Oh, so to Gucci doesn't do is. anything
2: for me, even though oh, I know that who is. So to Gucci is. No. But it, there's Crisp, no
1: way So to Gucci doesn't do anything
2: Cocoa for me. Cr-
1: Coco Crisp
2: is Cocoa so Coco Crisp is so strong. I'm going to give it to Darren.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Coco Crisp is the only one out of that whole batch that I even knew. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's a
2: shame that you feel that way. <laughs> two to what? two, the score. I feel like that. What do we have? I got starting you a pitcher, pitcher starting designated pitcher. hitter. Starting pitcher, yeah. designated hitter. I think have I reliever? got you a starting pitcher. I don't have a reliever.
1: Okay, I prepared a reliever, but that's okay.
2: Okay, we'll have reliever as a tiebreaker if we tie. Wow. All right, I like it. Okay,
1: I feel the tension. Right, I'm going pitcher.
2: Actually, you go first.
1: <laughs> this yeah. one's maybe the most. Yeah. This one's maybe the most predictable on my list. Yeah. Here. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think uh, I think I know where we're headed here.
1: Bronson Arroyo. Bronson Arroyo yep. You both have him.
2: Bronson Arroyo <laughs> <does> he? <laughs> he looks like the lead singer of Nickelback. He looks like Kroger. I told Dad you. I great. told you.
1: I'm not here to for my team to like defeat yours on a baseball
0: field. Okay. So well, I think it's going to come down to the designated hitter actually. We have three of the same players. Wait a minute. So you're you're not constructing a team to beat his team. You're no, just we're, trying to construct a team that's We're making more hit Nickelback. records, Dez. <laughs> that's right. And Bronson Arroyo, <laughs> it's Put out a covers
1: album. He did. In the early 2000s, I owned it. That's right. He does look like he could be
0: in the band. Oh, dude, it was him strumming
1: an acoustic guitar. He played Stone Temple Pilots, Goo Goo Dolls, and the Verve Pipe. And it was awful, but, man, I loved that I owned it. I was jamming to
2: Freshman by the Verve Pipe earlier today. Great song. That's the one he covered. Designated hitter. I want to hear that. By the end of this segment, Des, can you find Bronson Arroyo covering the Verve Pipe's
0: Freshman? Stand by.
2: All right. <laughs> designated hitter is going to decide this. This entire year of us doing nickelbacks for the 2000s, even though that's kind of redundant. Nickelbacks of Major League Baseball. There you go. That's what we're doing here. Designated hitter is going to decide this because we are at odds. We are at a 2-2 deadlock tie at the moment, and I'd be stunned if we have the same designated hitter. I'll start it off. Designated hitter, Dimitri Young.
0: Ooh.
1: That's good. God, that's good. I actually have a Dimitri Young bobblehead over at my office space randomly. it's not. I'm not a Dimitri Young fan. He's with the Nationals. I'm not a Nationals fan, but it's there. Dimitri Young. Not to be confused with Delman Young. Correct. All right. My designated hitter has been mentioned already. Which I think should should add some points. No, I was talking to Des. I,
2: oh, I'm sorry. I bet, I bet you were talking to Des. Give, give me your just as Bronson hitter.
1: Arroyo is going to play rhythm guitar and be our lead vocalist, the bassist on my Nickelbacks of Major League Baseball team. Also, my designated hitter, Scott Spezio.
2: Oh wow!
1: Oh wait, can you do
2: that? Wow! Did you just like Scott a Spezio is his designated hitter? That's what he's doing. Dimitri Young Younger, Scott Spezio.
0: But didn't you wait? No, I had him your at third speedio. base. Oh, deal. Wait, who's winning? <laughs> oh, that's uh, uh, that's Darren. So Darren just won.
2: Yes. No. <laughs> did you did you find Bronson Arroyo covering the verb pipe? <laughs> this will be your celebration song, Darren. Kind of like "Around the Horn." You have thirty seconds. <laughs> You have 30 seconds to let us know how you feel. We have Bronson. We need to get Bronson Arroyo singing the...
1: <laughs> Such They've a also got a song called Dirty Water on there. Kevin Millar provides backup vocals. Wow. So many great musicians in the 2000s. <laughs> is that what this is supposed to be? Des, what is this? This is The Freshman.
0: By who? Bronson Arroyo? Bronson Arroyo singing... That's
1: incorrect. A- he did an acoustic version. I'm telling you, man, like 15-year-old me blasted that stuff in my walk, man.
2: Congratulations, Darren. You have won <laughs> this game. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stall as well as I can to try and give Dez app time to do something that's just utterly ridiculous. It's sl- he, all right, get this. So my favorite thing. by Verb Pipe. Uh, Bronson, by Bronson
1: Arroyo. Arroyo. My favorite thing about the cover album is that he, he led off his first track on it was Slide by the Goo Goo Dolls. Wow. Which is another baseball play on words, obviously. It's called Covering the Bases, which is oh. actually really funny because that's the name of the USA Baseball podcast that I. I'm use. amazed that you
2: know this. Oh, wait.
1: Oh, man.
2: <laughs> all right, Darren. Take your 30 seconds. It's your victory Damn it, tour. Des.
1: Damn it, Des! Just blast this. I don't need my thirty seconds. These go. These belong to Bronson. <laughs> For the life of me, Whoa! I cannot remember. Made us think, think that we were, wise we were wise and we never ne- God, this was great. Bronson got me into the verve pipe. He's actually not terrible. What is happening?
0: <laughs> like, what is what is this? I don't
1: know. I love that the cover to this album too. He's sitting. At Fenway, maybe he's on top of the dugout, but you can tell def- it's definitely Fenway. He's wearing like a like a paisley button-up shirt, Darren. with w- one one button too many <laughs> unbuttoned, Congrats. and he's got his cornrows. Congra- what?
2: Congratulations what? on your win! This has been a fun year of Nickelbacks. <laughs>
1: Thanks, man. I'm was just i just basking in the, the Bronson Arroyo verb pipe magic.
2: I can't think of a better way to send us out than Bronson Arroyo singing Freshman by the verb pipe. Wake Forest or Appalachian State football? Who's better? I'll tell you next. I won't be held responsible. She fell in love in the first place. For the life of me, I cannot.